yo, 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 Icon Nation. What it is, man? It's your boy, Yerdy G. I'm ready to talk some good hunt. It's your boy, Nick White. It's your boy, Jalen Taller. Let's get it. And this is another episode of the Toxic Icon Podcast. And tonight, we got a few different special guests. We got the lovely people of the Dark Corner Hunt. Straight out of Reno, Nevada. How y'all doing, guys? Appreciate you all for hopping on with us. It's been a long time coming. We've really been working to put this thing together, so we're glad we could get it out tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So before we get into the conversation, could you guys just go by, uh, you know, one by one, introduce yourselves and tell us what you guys do at your hunt? Yeah. So I'm Evangeline Mariah. Um, I'm the CCO of Dark Corner, Um, also the talent director, and I I wear a lot of hats, but yeah, basically anything creative. And yeah. (laughs) Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Ryan Casal, best well known as uh, Castle. I am both the lead for the street actors and I'm a 3D artist for the hunt. Yep. And I'm uh, Zach Clark. I'm the director of technical operations for the hunt in the studio. Awesome. So when did you guys, uh, when did your hunt start? 2022. Yeah, 2022. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, That was our first year. 2023 was our second year. And it got, it doubled in size our second year. So that's really cool, man. We don't, uh, we don't get to tap in with the West Coast uh, haunt community as often being here in the Midwest. And so I think it's cool to, you know, hear about what haunts are brand new and starting out, you know, on the West Coast out that way. Yeah, we got a few out here. We're the largest indoor hunt. Um, there's currently two that uh, consist in Reno. We got Andalyn Farms out there that we um, partner with a lot. They're really cool people. Um, but we're considering ourselves to be um, the most like interactive as far as theme and actors go. I like that. We feel so disconnected from the from the West Coast West Coast haunt scene in general because a lot of it's like, you know, the big time amusement parks on the West Coast, like uh, Horror Nights and Six Flags and um, a lot of the LA stuff. So being, I feel I feel weird like in Nevada, in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. with our haunt. Like I, I forget we're on the West Coast. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right, we've but... had a good re- uh, reception and and our haunts are very immersive. So as a guest coming through, you're actually living a storyline. We've created a whole, we've been world building with our first year. We extended it in our second year and it all takes place in the city of Dark Lane. And so we've had a story thread uh, that, that has been continuous through both years. And so we've, we've had several people who saw us in the first year and came through the second year and I'll comment on the fact that they love how, uh, yes, thank you. So that that the uh, uh, storyline uh, was evolving each year. And see, the fact that you say it's doubled in size, that speaks volumes to the way you guys work and also the, the value of the hunt itself. Yeah, well, also the venue we were in gave us more space. So that was... That was the main reason why they 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 liked what we did in year one, and so they gave us a little uh, more space in year two. So, 
So we're actually in the National Bowling Stadium um, in downtown Reno. Uh, it they filmed. Um, have you ever seen that movie Kingpin? Will Woody? It's, like a, it's an old school. What year was yeah. that? Oh, yes, no, yes, yes. Well, Woody Harrelson. Yes, yes. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. It's where they filmed yeah, Kingpin, buddy. and that's where our haunt is located yeah. downtown Reno. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm the old one out the book. To give you an, an idea, <laughs> scope. Uh, it's the National Bowling Stadium. They have 78 lanes of bowling side by side. And we only inhabit a not even a quarter of that space. Yeah. It's actually cool. One of the rooms that's a bar upstairs was actually built for the World Fair. Um, like however long ago that was. Uh 1910. Yeah, 1910. Wow. Yeah. So we've got a cool VIP lounge that we have access to. And uh it's a lot of walking, but uh, uh it's pretty cool because we can tell a more extended story now. And I think that's pretty cool just to elaborate on stories because with your hunt having a backstory, I can speak for our hunt. Our hunt has, I, I think our hunt is more based on themes, different themes going throughout the entire uh, show versus one continuous story that, that you can build off of, you know, all the way through. So what exactly is you guys' backstory at Dark Corner? So do you know the lore? Do you know the lore of um, Park Lane and Reno and stuff? I'm not from Reno, okay. Nevada. I'm actually I from do. Long Beach, California. Yeah, so. I know. Okay, well, well, it uh, our haunt actually started uh, our our two uh, founders, uh, uh, Dustin Ring and Holly Spar. Uh, Dustin did home haunts for decades, and and his haunts got more and more elaborate and more and more larger. And it was always a dream of both of them to open up a haunt. And uh, Holly is a, uh, a well, very well-known local artist here in town. And we had, uh, it, it, they tore it down, but we had a very old school 1970s style mall called Park Lane. And in its last days, it was mostly deserted and it was creepy. Mm -hmm. It was creepy AF. It, it was just... Yeah. Uh, James so yeah. we built on that because people who've lived here in Reno a long time, you know, ours is dark lane and that mall was park lane. And even some of the iconography, like, like we have clocks and we have like uh, information kiosks and everything. And uh, it uses some of the same imagery from that mall. So it's kind of nostalgic to our immediate region. And then we built a story and it's just been, you know, getting bigger and yeah. we're telling the story and it's evolving through uh, the Dark Lane Mall is in the city of Dark Lane. And this year, our uh, Dustin, the mall owner, uh, the mall was hit, had hit hard times. And so he decided to bring in some plants and make a botanical garden, which is what the actual park lane mall tried to do but he brought in plants that were carnivorous and uh would attack people and their venom would turn them uh basically into zombies mm -hmm. and so building on pandemic and plague themes and you know twisting the zombie uh, uh genre around a little bit to fit within that the, the pandemic we just all came out of, but having it plant-based 
where these semi-intelligent plants are doing this. Yeah, we were super inspired by uh, a lot of the popular shows that are yeah that everyone loves right now, like The Last of Us and stuff. Yeah, uh, you think about that with the clickers and bloaters. That's my favorite show. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. were inspired a lot by that, uh, like that whole mall scene, yeah. and then Park Lane Mall. So we were like, let's let's do it. And because the bowling stadium has that mall vibe, yeah, uh, that's the direction we ended up going for a year two. And next year, we're just going to continue to evolve uh, this plague that's taken over the town of Dark Lane. Yep. And yeah, that, that infection has spread and it's just it's going to get worse and worse. Yep. And so, cool. so part of the stuff that we had is we actually rebuilt like a full food court. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and stuff like that. And then it transferred into a, a whole like cool plague world. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. It's, it's really dope. We had a lot of fun with that. A lot of people came in and uh, we have our whole discord channel where everyone gets to communicate and everyone got to uh, chime in and get creative with the, with the names of the restaurants and stuff. That yeah. we wait, had. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. We had twisted Annie's pretzels. We had murder King, murder King. blood Julius, yeah. uh, 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 pet parts, pet parts. Pet parts. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, we had a uh, block blister. <laughs> Block I had a rock topic. Mm -hmm. yeah. We had um um uh, uh Elm Street mattress store. Factor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, for Nightmare on Elm Street. We're right. a nod to them. And, no, uh, no and it was away. our very first long view. They they come out of a they come out of a uh um airbagged tunnel, mm -hmm. and as soon as they come out, they get this long uh 75 foot long view of through the food court and we have haze and lighting the, the the right way around and with all of our audio environments uh people would stop and just like uh and go whoa and then of course you know we had very good actors hit them up and uh and uh move them along so uh I, yeah it was we were really proud of that and then of course, you get through the mall, you get through the food court, and the you know a freak show has taken over the food court, so you have to deal with all of them coming through. And then you get you've been infected because one of the plants spits on you at the end. <laughs> and uh, so it you spits on you. Yeah, it actually <laughs> spits on you. And then so then you're ushered on over you know, through multiple hallways and uh, what we call reset hallways, where we can re-queue uh, uh, the traffic flow if we need to. And then they, they're they ushered into the Dark Lane Sanitarium, which has been taken over as like the plague control, trying to contain the plague in that. And then you go through a hospital setting and it's determined you're infected beyond repair. And so uh, they're going to uh, burn you alive in the boiler room, but you get saved by a, um, a member of the staff. And they, then you get introduced uh, through a laser swamp and all of this to a cult that worships the sickness. Don't tell them too much. You okay. guys got to come. Yeah. Well, is it, well, it's going to be different. Full story. Yeah. <laughs> so we have all of these different, you know, you know we've got a, We've got a mall element and we've got like dark elements and we've got, uh, uh, you know, a freak show element and then a hospital element and then a swamp and a witch's cabin and a, a whole uh, 
cult element to it. Yeah, it's cool the way we've all intertwined the storyline throughout and the way we continue to um, tell people the storyline while they're walking through so that they don't forget what's going on. And when people leave, like they they know they're excited. They they all know the story. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, we even had one of our people who's a. Uh, um, uh, she's a producer at the uh, PBS, PBS station here in town. She made a whole newscast uh, in the Dark Lane world that we played, talking about the Shadow Plague. And even the articles that they showed on that she showed on the screen are actually written as articles talking about the plague. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, we worked hard to do that world building with our uh, uh, customers as they came through. Yeah. Okay. So, so it seems like you guys put in a lot of work as far as just creating this, this immersive world in terms of making people feel like they're in it. Yeah. You know, planning, um, it starts in like the February to March area. Um, I mean, Evangeline can talk a lot more on this. Um, but we, we only take like a few months break, um, just like during the holidays. So everybody can kind of get their, um, Mine's back on track. Actually, our our two co-owners are on vacation right now because they because they it's the good. only one they're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, we all need a vacation. <laughs> right. yeah. okay, but also, so... Transworld. Do you guys go to Transworld? Yes, oh, yeah. we do. We will actually be at Transworld. We're all we're taking the whole crew there again this year. So yeah, we'll be there. So we'll get to meet you in person. That's like our mini vacation too. Yes. Okay. So. So are you guys dealing with what we deal with right now in terms of withdrawal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't. Our takedown crew was working through the end of November. And so in December, we we actually didn't. uh, Our core group, our core management team didn't really take a break because we started planning for the next year. And, uh, you know, we have things like contracts, all of the all of the operational things uh, to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'm still cleaning fog machines and I'm still, uh, 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 we're still doing uh, maintenance on, on some of our effects and uh, things like that. And then come February, it get, we hit it hard again, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, moving it through and getting ready for the next year. Yeah, I think that's a too. big, you know, um, misconception. It's not just people. during season that we get, but we also partner with some of the events around the city. Like we did this like Italian festival where we got to go dress up as clowns. Um, there was like a right. Friday. Yeah, horror clowns. Yeah, horror clowns. Yeah, it's always fun scaring people when they don't expect it. For our hunt, we used to do the Mardi Gras parade here in St. Louis every year. Um, yeah. With yeah, with Mardi Gras being the second biggest one in the country, uh, we used to always do that every year. We don't do it anymore, but we definitely got you know some outreach opportunities and things like that. And to kind of piggyback off what we were talking about in terms of withdrawal, we're experiencing that too. And and thankfully we have our podcast because we get to talk, hunt, experience, hunt, go to different kinds and things like that throughout the year. But I think a lot of people think that at, you know, November 1st hits and that that's it for us, but that's just not the truth. It, it is continuous. It goes all year, all year long. Right. Like I, like I include uh, my character effects uh for uh the 2024 season so right 
involving like AI too. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're involving AI a little bit more, so in that the, the hunt? so that if you come through, if you come through, some of our effects won't be the same. If you come through twice, the effect might do something different for you. Okay. So are you guys like more of a uh, animatronic hunt, or is it more actor based, or is it like a variety? It's totally actor based right now. I think okay. one day we want to get all the big bad animatronics that we see all the time. But you know, yeah, we'll, we'll right. get there. Okay. Yep, yep. We're yeah. only our second or now third year. So, <laughs> so yeah. And we have Zach. Zach's amazing. Like, this is the tech genius right here, this guy. So, we're so happy that we found each other and we got to emerge for the 2023 year because. We had so many things up and running and like running so smooth, like way more smooth than we could have imagined. Mm -hmm. If we wouldn't have had you, Zach, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been. Yeah, Shout I joined in May. Right. Shout oh, out, Zach, the tech genius. Tech God. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm the old guy in the group. So, <laughs> hey, that, that, we have that in common. I'm the old guy. Yeah, well, see, there you go. There you go. The, uh, yeah, my, my daughter, who, who runs our lobby. And she runs the 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 queue the the queue line. Uh, she manages that. She recommended I come down and get involved, and I volunteered, and now it's a full time gig. Like there straight up, it has improved tenfold because he's been here. Like you give this guy a wire, and he could probably make you a car. <laughs> oh, awesome. oh yeah, don't yeah don't get me started on how the infrastructure was. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I believe a good electrical audio. And pneumatic infrastructure. If you get the infrastructure right, everything runs smooth. If you screw that up, it's nothing but pain and suffering. Right. So, how long have you guys all been um, acting? I'm curious. I, I have watched some of you guys. Oh, man, I was waiting on that one. So, right, here we go. So, the 2024 season will be my 22nd year. Dang. Wow. That's impressive. Kudos, man. 2024 for me will be year number 11. Jeez. And for me, this year will be my eighth uh, season. I started when I was uh, in 2016. Wow. So we got some lifers. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I started when I was 14 years old. It's one wow. of those things, you man. Bounce you bounce around a lot to different spots, and then you found the one that you're like, there's nothing else like this. Well, or yeah, I mean, well, to me, I like I had to work my way up from like where I am now, so like as, uh, cause I started as like a regular actor and, uh, I was like a zombie at first and then I became like, I was good. They like recognized how good I was. So they promoted me to, uh, sexually. They said, uh, would you like to be sexually? I said, sure. And I, uh, and then I was nervous at first, but then I just got, I got it, you know, and then I did that for like three years. I became a clown and then I wanted to be outside because that's like the final step, you know, an icon. So then that's where i've been for me it was yeah i've been like an icon for like the past two years now so okay so that, that's that's castle's domain castle position yeah. is the best and i will never deny that oh wait <laughs> you have to genuinely like you have to be good at what you do to be out there on the streets like yeah. if you're yeah. not See, getting those like genuine deep scares you have to at least be that's, that's if you <laughs> See, like I feel like when it comes to the outdoor acting, it's not. We had a guest on a few episodes back that she said, it's not that you have to be so amazing, but you just have to be a different actor. 
You have to be able to interact and deal with the general public every night. I don't think people realize how much outdoor acting is really just interaction for, you know, six, seven hours a night with the general public. You have no idea what you're going to get. And so we we don't know what our crowds are going to look like when we walk out there. And by the end of the night, we could either be all smiles or we could be ready to throw this shit in the trash and go home. for the <laughs> night. Like we, we just don't know. For you guys and for Castle, mm-hmm. like as street actors, um, do you find yourself um, bouncing off of all of the other street actors and kind of. Um, uh, I don't want to say doing the same thing, but do you do you do you guys end up like imitating each other or do you feel like you see what someone else is doing? You're like, I, I don't want to do that. That's their thing. I want to do my own thing. Like, do you? Ever- yeah. So there's a lot of setups involved. So it's all it's OK. You remember the movie Drumline where they said one band, one sound. So with us, I can literally not see Nick or Jalen, but I'll know where they're at. And then and then we set each other up a lot. So in particular, <laughs> Nick is a chainsaw guy. I dislike props totally. And I move like an old person. So I literally, I walk the entire night. But once I get up on you, I start twitching. I start crawling on the ground, everything. It's all about. I roam our haunt to, you know, make sure everything's okay. When we have, you know, a drunken disorderly, I'm, I'm usually the one who has to, uh, you know, deal with them. If we have uh, people with mobility uh, issues, I'm the one who escorts them through. Uh, I walk 10 miles plus a night, a performance night. Uh, I actually kept track of it and was averaging eight to 11 miles a night. Yeah. And uh, you're talking about setups and I got to tell this story because because I really like it. I'm not acting. I'm just walking around and I'm wearing a tool vest, which is what I wear when we're in build. And all I'm wearing is a is a little half skull mask. Right. And I carry around a, a shock stick. So it's basically like a Sorry. paddle prod. And, you know, you know, them. They rest and, and <laughs> I don't speak to anybody unless I have to. And uh, we have elevators. You come in in the lobby and you get taken up to the fifth floor and you have to walk down to the fourth floor to do. uh, Yeah, we have different levels and we have people in the elevators um, uh, taking people up and down. They're in character. They're making them uncomfortable in such a tight space. And I would frequently have to ride the elevators. And so one of our guys, Pugs. He he and I just ad lib. Shout out Pugs. Yeah, shout out Pugs. Pugs. Um, <laughs> and he, yeah, he's our resident clown. Uh, he's actually trained in his clowning. But uh, so I walked in. I follow a group in, and they didn't know I was there. So I'm not saying anything. I'm just staring people down. And he's doing his bit. And right as the elevator got to the fifth floor and the door started to open, I took the the, the shocker. I touched it to his chest and triggered it. And he went and like he had no bones in his body collapsed and people were. And the first comment we ever got is, did he just kill that guy? And they would have to like step over him to get out and, or like go around him. And it became our bit. And That's we did when you know you're all the time. And, and, and that just set the tone for the people. Yep. It was great. I call it. I always say, like, if if we had a really good night outside, um, because darkness, I don't know how it is in, in Reno for you guys, but in St. Louis, it, it is literally in September, nobody. 
And as soon as the calendar says October, it, I mean, you would have thought it was Halloween night all the way through. And then the weekend before Halloween, double that. Right. So for me personally, I call it being in the pocket. If all of us are out there and we're, we're all feeding off of each other, the chemistry is there. We were definitely in the pocket. And a lot of those bits kind of come from improvision. That's where a lot of our stuff comes from. We don't really go out there with a game plan at all. We just know our characters and we want to execute. And it's really just improvision once we get out there. Yep, and a lot of trolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we're not just scaring. We want to make you laugh, too. Yep. We're going to entertain. <laughs> yeah, to, like, to go over what you guys were saying about the whole like line acting and stuff. Um, I am forgetting the name of the hunt, but there's a hunt that posts a lot of videos on like acting tips and stuff like that on YouTube. And someone uh, clarified line, line acting as like liquid acting, where you have a character, but you know you're changing your attitude based on every customer and every other actor out there. Um, and I was like, the way I like to see it is like, you know, you're always gonna have those high school kids that are like messing with you and stuff like that, and they're always fun to mess with. But then you have that like that big dude that just doesn't want to be there. Um, right. So my favorite thing to do is just like. Um, Kind of do like what the street clowns do, just mess with people. Just, you know, make fun of them, walk like how they're walking. Um, I like to use air horns a lot. So just kind of catch them off guard and stuff. This guy is so quick. You're so, you're one of the most quick-witted people I've ever met. And it's like, you're so innocent. <laughs> just like, you wouldn't expect it. But once he gets into character, I'm like, damn, Castle's like, relax. <laughs> like, let him breathe, let him breathe. Give him a moment. Yeah, but, Castle's a big guy. Yeah, and so, so he looms over people. And and that's great. It gets them uncomfortable early, and we want them uncomfortable. Once you put that costume on, it's a completely different world. Oh, it really is. It's like straight up a different mindset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, Got uh, to the point you, there. We, you can tell uh, uh, we had we had people. We use we foster a lot of local artists in our community to to get involved in that, and uh, we had some people who were really shy to start out with. Oh, that's my favorite. My favorite is watching um, those actors that come into auditions so quiet and reserved and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And then once they're immersed in the environment and, you know, they go to our monster boot camp and then they um, after like the first weekend, they 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 just light up. And then by the last weekend, they're totally different people. Like, that's my favorite thing to see. And that's anytime we have new actors coming in, I'll try to tell them you it, as messed up as it may or may not sound, you you have to not be afraid of looking goofy, yeah. Because that's that's what we're that's essentially what we're doing. We're mm -hmm. entertaining. We're in costume. None of these people know what you look like at the end of the night when everything comes off. You know, you have to be okay with getting out of your shell. Mm -hmm. um, Do you, you know, remember what you felt hunt. like in your first? Did you ever have to audition? Did you guys have to audition? Yeah, yeah we, we had to audition. Oh, yeah. I was I was nervous. I was I, I was like. I had never done anything like that before. And I was like, I was just, my main concern was like, okay, okay, I just hope I make a good impression. Just do whatever yeah. uh, makes sure that they remember that they remember it. And then, so, and then I did. And then I got an email like a week later saying, you know, that, you know, uh, I made it, you know, your hired. And I was like, I was relieved after that. So I was like, it was very, I'm six one. 
Okay. See, that's an advantage. I'm not going to lie. Like it, when it you're a talent advantage. director, yeah. you want those tall people. Yeah. Yeah. People are always freaked out. They're like, damn, you're so tall. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. So it's very I'm, I'm simple. Oh yeah. They but okay. in the hunt. when Evie gets, Evie has a hellion character. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been playing my same character for the past, um, how long has it been? I mean, I've been scare acting in general since I was born. My family, we had home, home haunts uh, growing up. And then as soon as I turned 18, I went to Universal Studios and auditioned. I ballsed up and I was like, it's time. And I showed up and I, I actually got it. But um, it, that was in 2013. I, so I did two years at Horror Nights. 2013, 2014, and then Shout out Horror uh, Nights. Yep. and they had me in the pool. So I was bouncing around all the time. I got to be like walking dead zombie. I got to be like a burn victim. I was all over the place, but it was fun getting to experience all the different houses and stuff. Um, but then I found my home haunt after that, um, which was the Queen Mary's uh, Dark Harbor. Uh, that was my home haunt for four or five. How many years was I there? I don't know. I got to do the math, but that was my home haunt and then moved to Reno after the pandemic and Queen Mary's Dark Harbor is no longer a thing. Now it's Shacktoberfest. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, I've been playing this demon character. Uh, I call her Dorothy. Uh, she, I, yeah, I completely transform. I've been playing her for at least seven years now. Um, but I'm a totally different person. Okay, when 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 Dorothy yeah. comes into our VIP lounge and starts nibbling away at people's ankles <laughs> oh yeah you get people who are sitting there they got a drink in their hand and they're you know having a good time and they're talking and then all of a sudden dorothy comes up and starts tapping on their foot and they look down and they can't get away fast enough. i don't actually touch people let me let me say that okay okay touch figure speech <laughs> I think the best way to explain her character is the imagine the girl from the ring, oh, but like, oh man, super, super right. ADHD. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she just drank a case of Red Bull. Yeah, so okay, guys. Uh, so, like, what was your guys' like favorite characters you played? Favorite character that I've ever played is the pig character that I play right now. Jalen, what's yours? Mine's a clown because that's what I am right now. I started as a zombie, but then I uh, became a clown, and I absolutely love it. You know, just like it just fits, and then I've grown into the character and so and then people just like they don't mess with clowns oh yeah i wear silicone i yeah, love masks silicone. i can i just i've always that's what i've always worn they're just uh i'm used to it and so i like i like how they look and they're more realistic yeah, and then i'm a and i'm a doll now i'm a i started as a zombie then i changed to a clown and now i'm a doll so there's a there's a there's an interesting progression there and um you know, we will definitely have to hop back on with you guys so we can talk more, huh? Because this was awesome. And we know that we'll be able to see you at Trans World in a couple of months. So that's exciting. We can't wait to meet y'all. And um, awesome. We, we would love to meet them. And if you guys don't mind telling our audience where they can find you, where they can find you on social media, anything you can give us about your haunt. So we're um, at Dark Corner Haunt. Um, on across all platforms, uh, TikTok and Instagram, Facebook. Um, we do not have an X slash Twitter, but okay. um, Dark Corner Haunt. We are in Reno, Nevada, um, downtown Reno. Darkcornerhaunt.com. Dark yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> right, man. Well, once again, man, it's your boy, Yardy G. Nick White. Jalen Cowie. And then our special guest, Dark Porter Haunted House. And this is another episode of Toxic Icon Podcast. Please subscribe, and as always, stay, stay toxic. Yeah. Yeah.